Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number six for Thursday, October 11th. We are winding down the lesson and um, we are in the New Testament, as we mentioned yesterday. Um, and now we're in the book of Acts and Paul is heartbroken. Um, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, hey, listen, I'm a nobody. Look at Jesus. And people can say, hey, I'm sorry. I, I, who or what was happening? I was being loyal to a human being and I didn't realize that. So um, Paul can correct that. But here's something that Paul is heartbroken over because it's out of his control. And it's scary, really. Um, he's talking to the elders in Ephesians. So this is a, you know, part of the lesson that speaks primarily to pastors, leaders, deacons, the spiritual leaders of our church, the Sabbath school teachers, all of us. Um, all of us that minister directly, uh, specifically through the Word of God. And he tells us that savage wolves would come um, following the te- teachings of Jesus in which, you know, these wolves would not just come as wolves, but in sheep's clothing, which makes them even that much more dangerous. And I, I cannot think that in, this ever happened in real life, <laughs> that a wolf became so smart that after they ate the, the sheep, they decided, hey, let's put the skins above us. Don't, don't tear it up too much. Um, this, I think, was just um, an illustration of something that did not happen literally in the herds, in the fields, but it happened literally in, with the sheep of God, with the, the, the people of God. Individuals that come with eloquent speech and quoting scripture and yet have agendas of, that lead with um, false teachings and false ideas. I was just speaking to a friend of mine, Adan Ramos. He invited me to Columbus a few months back to do presentations on sexuality at, at the church he belongs to in Dublin. And he shared with me how Ohio is experiencing a resurgence of these individuals that are extremely legalistic, extremely um, works-oriented, and extremely fanatical as far as, you know, scaring people into the kingdom of God. Or actually scaring church members out into the woods, to the mountains. We've got to flee. Look at this sign. Look at this. Look at that. And the churches, unfortunately, are unprepared. The laity are listening to these individuals and they're being led to sell their properties and move to the countries and do all these things because the end is coming, their plagues are coming and save your own skin. You know, if Jesus saves me from my sins, he's the only one that can save me from anything and everything. So if I'm following his lead, if I'm, like we read in previous, learned in a previous episode, if I understand what God's will is for me, then I have nothing to worry about if that's what I'm choosing. And if God's will is for me to serve in this area or that area, he'll provide. And like we read in that, that um, mission story, if it ends up that I get thrown in a cart pulled by a horse because I'm going to jail over this, so be it. The theology that these individuals are presenting is a save my own skin theology, which is contrary to the gospel. Romans 12, 1 tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Lord, if I live or die, here I am. So this, I mean, and to me is, I don't want my church to ever experience that kind of deception and schisms, divisions that could take place. And that can only happen when us as leaders of the church are intentional in carrying out our ministry. And Paul delineates two things in the lesson. And the first thing is that it's obvious, Timothy should note his Bible. 
Timothy should know the Bible because that is what I need to have my eyesight 2020, theologically speaking, so I can discern and understand where people are coming from and how to refute or correct and answer questions that are when they're brought up. Here in Michigan, you know, there's churches that are being divided over whether there's three persons in the Godhead, you know, God, Father, the Son, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And there are churches that are being divided over this. And for me, it's, that's, that's us. Me as the pastor, the deacons, the deaconesses, the elders, the Sabbath school teachers. It is our responsibility to protect our church, to educate our church, to disciple and mentor our church, empower them really to know their own Bibles. I think we need to model that. And the second thing that Paul tells them, tells us, is to not get caught up in trivial speculative topics. Um, to not get, you know, I, I like to talk about this or whatever. Um, it's the Bible. The truths from the Bible alone can lead to godliness and harmony among believers. Because in the Bible, ultimately, the ultimate focus of the Bible will be Jesus. And if we are from the Bible exalting Jesus, we will unite our church. We will keep our churches united. People may choose. This is not a, if we do this, then no one will ever be able to come to Oakwood or Monroe and take people with them. But let it not be because I was neglectful of my responsibilities. I was not a faithful watchman, but rather I was doing as best as I could putting effort to not be neglectful with the Bible so that in my Sabbath school class, in my church, in my messages, in my sermons, in my influence, I was conveying a centrality of the scriptures, a surrender to the will of God, and a pursuit of godliness. As we learned in a previous episode, this is something that our church needs. Young people need this. Um, Parents, young parents need this. Young families need this. All of us need a committed leadership. Paul's appeal was be um, no, be a worker that doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. May by the grace of God, I be that kind of pastor that can inspire to my members, to my leaders, a commitment to the Scriptures, and may you be that kind of leader as well. <music>